Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Understanding Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz. And in today's episode, episode six, we are discussing spirituality. Yes, the mysticism is even in the name. And my meaning on what it means to be spiritual has definitely changed over the years as I've experienced more and learned more. Whew, it's a lot. First off, believe it or not, everything is spiritual. Every, literally everything that we encounter, every person that we encounter, every animal that we encounter, all things here in which we experience are spiritual. The very essence of life points to spirituality, the unseen, the ethereal, and the unmanifested. There is this division between spirituality and religion, which even myself have contributed to in the past, but we have to just face facts here and understand that we are spirit before anything else. So, yes, we do have these preferences, these ideologies that we feel that make up who we are. But without our spirit, there would be no form, no body, and no religion. No thing that has a form to which we look outside of ourselves to. Now, I'm not saying this about all religions or not even calling out a specific religion, but religions were created to further the message that we are spiritual beings and it is important for us to recognize that i hear a lot of people say that they don't manifest or they don't burn incense because they believe in god you know and not this invisible power but i don't know the audacity to define god as a certain thing and to define god as something that's tangible something that you can kind of really grasp to me when I think of God or when I think of the divine I think of it as universal like this just innate energy that I can't even begin to describe or understand how it came to be I just know that I am very much a part of it and it is very much responsible for my existence here we don't understand that we are infinite that we are boundless that we are creative at our core And whether you believe that we came here or we were sent here or that we choose to come here, whichever one that you believe, it was for a purpose. We are creators within our own reality. We don't have total control, but we have a lot of power in our lives. And I feel like a lot of people give that power up by reaching for things outside of themselves to be defined and to run their lives. Now, I am definitely not someone who has always been spiritual Growing up, I was very much raised in the church, but not that often. It wasn't like my mom took me to church like every Sunday or anything, but I did have grandparents. Uh, My grandparents on my dad's side who went to church every Sunday and were really big in the church community. So the times where I did visit them and I was around them, I definitely attended church. And a little in my teenage years before moving from my hometown, I went to church like every blue moon, honestly. So it was very much present, but I never found a deep connection to the religion of Christianity. But it's very much so a part of my family. I have found that coming from a place, especially in my childhood, where I wanted so badly to kind of find a reason or find a person to define myself in connect myself to being something you know or getting somewhere and spirituality just really taught me the importance 
of not wanting to get somewhere so badly and understanding that you are already there, you're already that, you are that I am, and that is everything. Nowadays, we have social media, we have our workplace, we have our family place, our values and things that we cling to to kind of make decisions on our lives and decide who we are becoming. But the funny thing about life is that, you know, we may spend our whole lives trying to become something just to unbecome it. You know, life is constantly showing us who we truly are and what we truly are, regardless of, you know, these beliefs and things that we cling to. And I talked about this in a YouTube video um, recently. It was titled Evolving is Boring. The title doesn't really relate to what I'm about to say, but in the video, I talked about us having beliefs and ideas that we cling on to so badly that we unfortunately miss opportunities for growth. You know, and of course, those opportunities will keep showing up for us within our life lessons because if we don't learn something, we keep reliving it. But I feel like it is very important to open yourself up to a cosmic understanding and open yourself up for expansion so within that you are willing to be skeptical about something that you have held on to for the longest and when it is a topic of discussion and you hear something that doesn't necessarily make you the happiest it is an act of self-love to go within yourself and figure out why you are so offended why you are so triggered Be conscious of the hold and the level of attachment that you have to a certain belief. I feel like it's super, super important. Beliefs, the thoughts we hold, our preferences, those things aren't, like you can't necessarily see them, but they're very physical. Like they're a physical manifestation of our mind and of our state of being. So (laughs) they very much relate to form. When I started going deeper into spirituality and essentially had my first spiritual awakening, which I will talk about later on in this episode, I, of course, noticed the importance of being aside from my body. You know, I talked about form and having these things that defined us. A lot of the times our body defines us. We think that we are a body. We think that we are a living body with a soul, you know, that we don't really get to experience until we die. But... (laughs) I realized that that was not true and I am not my mind or my body but those two elements are still very important to this journey for various reasons but before getting into those reasons I wanted to talk about the different layers of the body before I move forward right these are often referred to as the aura layers or the human biofield now this is something new to me i recently discovered it when i was reading the book auras yes it's a very colorful book i'm pretty sure if you just search auras that book will come up but yeah that is how my knowledge of different body layers and different aura layers came to play so from my understanding there are seven layers And there are three different planes. So to start, you have the physical plane, which contains the etheric body, the emotional body, and the mental body. The etheric body is basically the blueprint for the physical structure that your actual body surrounds. There is also an etheric human energy field for the soul, which I will explain later. (laughs) And then there is the emotional body which regulates the emotional state of an organism. You know, that is oftentimes where our pain body develops. So yeah, and then there's also the mental body, which processes ideas, thoughts, and beliefs. 
Most of the time we confuse and solely identify with our physical plane. That is what I meant when we think that we are a body, right? We think that we are a body. We think that we are our emotions and we think that we are our mind, you know, but if you really think about it, if you were your mind, then who is observing the thoughts in your mind? Who is noticing? Who is aware of these thoughts? Right? And how could you own something if it is you? You know, we often say my mind or my body, my this or my that. So who are you if you are the owner, if you are the holder of all these things? And most of the time we act alone off of these emotions and off of these thoughts. We make them the driver when they are solely just tools, right? And I had to learn that because when I got into spirituality, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm not my body. I'm not my thoughts. You know, I don't need them and things, which can be very dangerous, by the way. You don't want to neglect your body or your mental state once you get into your spiritual journey because they are very important You know, you want to look at your body as a vessel. You want to take care of it. You want to forgive it. You want to constantly be grateful for being able to be with your body so that you're able to expand more. Gratitude is very important. From my standpoint, being grateful for my body and being grateful for my mind allowed it to be a lot easier for me to use them as tools for my spiritual expansion and growth. Right, because it is all in the state of being, you know, how your spirit feels, whether you are at peace within, whether you are aware and conscious of who it is you are. Everything is a lot easier. You do things because you are inspired by your state of being. You do things from peace and from love, not necessarily the other way around. So how our mind and body connection work and how we are able to use them as tools I like to simply explain it and think about it as a way of us being triggered by our mind, right? Our mind uses the misdirected thoughts and energies. I say misdirected because I heard the saying that emotions are energy in motion and suffering is derived from the misdirected or misunderstood or misidentified emotions, that we have we are suffering because we're taking it very personal and we are misdirecting it we aren't just simply noticing it we are becoming it so once I realized that I tried to be very careful about saying like I'm mad or I'm this or I'm that because that's not necessarily true I am awareness I am consciousness I may feel anger I may feel sadness I notice it I look at it I embrace it but it is not who I am I know saying something is not what you are may feel like a certain separateness towards it, but it really allowed me to deal with a lot of things in that way, looking at it as if it is not who I am, but still embracing it and welcoming it, pretty much being just aware of it. I kind of like to picture myself wrapping my arms around whatever it is I'm feeling, but I know it's not me, kind of like embracing a friend. But continue on to what I was saying about how our mind uses misdirected energies. So our mind uses these energies to send signals to our body and our body creates emotional or sometimes physical action. So this can be crying. This can be violent. So if you have a thought that you may consider to be intrusive and you think it is who you are, your mind sends signals to your body and may cause you to react in a violent manner. Moving on to the second field, we have the astral plane. 
the astral body is the only aspect of the astral plane and the astral body is pretty much a nexus between the physical and spiritual realms free of time and space this is what people are referring to when they talk about astral projection now i don't have a lot of experience in this i did watch a show one time on netflix called behind her eyes and it actually had me kind of (laughs) scared of astral projection i know i hear a lot of people talk about it and how magical and freeing it is but that show really scared me for those of you who haven't watched it spoiler alert it started with this lady and this man right so basically they both were able to astral project and at one point in time they astral projected together and he ended up putting drugs in his body to cause him to overdose and went inside of her body you know so they astral projected into each other's bodies so he ended up committing suicide basically but he didn't go back to his body he went back to her body so she had nowhere to go really and i guess technically she died but yeah anyways that kind of freaked me out so (laughs) moving on from astral projection the last plane of course is the spiritual plane i love talking about it and within the spiritual plane you have the etheric template that we were talking about as a connection to the spiritual body the celestial body and the causal body the etheric template exists only on the spiritual plane and holds the highest ideals for existence the celestial body contains universal energies and serves as a template for the etheric fields and the causal body which directs lower levels of existence and is also known as the link between one life and the next i love talking about this i'm getting this information by the way from I think it's combocare.com k-m-b-o care.com i just love the way they put it together <laughs> i mentioned all of this to highlight that we are multi-dimensional and have different layers that make up our human experience but without the physical we are left with our true selves which is awareness and consciousness a lot of times we talk about manifesting and we talk about sage and we talk about crystals to me these things are really just physical manifestations of spiritual energy if that makes sense i used to think that these tools were just tools you know they were kind of like the guidelines to being spiritual right you needed your sage you need your crystals you need your sound healing bowls But if this year has taught me anything, it has been that it is all about the formless, honey, the disidentification with things, the ego death. It is all about that. The term human being is not by accident. If we were meant to just do and to just be outside of ourselves constantly and not even checking in with ourselves if we were meant to live these robotic lives where we just work ourselves to death and only identify with our mind and our body and our intrusive thoughts I don't know, maybe it'd be called something else. Human doers, robots, (laughs) like I said. But yeah, it's very important to understand that. Like that is the rave of spirituality, okay? The disidentification with form, with things, with bodies, but also understanding the importance of them because everything has opposites. People that don't really understand the higher message or the higher purpose for spirituality, they overlook these tools because they're so used to seeing material as just material. But with the sage and with the crystals and with the frequencies, to me, these are all created 
and are all a part of nature, right? Of life, of love, of our true essence. And I've come to appreciate them so much more. You know, when I wanted to get on my spiritual journey, I was like, okay, I got to get this. I got to get that. You know, like making a list and checking it off as if it's Christmas or something. And it's like, it's not about that at all. It's all in the state of being and realizing that helped me appreciate those tools and make them so much more part of my sacred journey and practice. Many people are introduced to spirituality or spiritual things through the law of attraction or the concept of manifestation. They hear people talk about manifestation, how they manifested their dream life, their dream car, their life of abundance, right? And the truth is, all of those things are things that we already have. We're not talking about the physical, but those energies, those wealth energies, those abundant energies, those love energies, right? Those are all within our being. And it's the process of working through them and healing from the things that we have been taught, right? We have been taught to disconnect from ourselves, to identify with something, to feel a void. When all the fulfillment that we need is within ourselves, Manifestation is the process of attracting something into your life, right? It goes along with the law of attraction. You attract something in your life through your belief and your faith of it, of the universe, of God. But it is no surprise that that is how people hear about it. Because when you are in your lowest, you develop the courage to move toward new heights. And you're not scared to try out different things. You're like, you know, what could happen? And you find that. What can happen is your life completely changes. (laughs) We are designed to create, to manifest, to bring forth physical experience from what began as a mere thought, right? That is the whole essence of the Big Bang Theory, right? We came from a mere thought and then boom, we are literally cosmic stars. It is definitely easier said than done to recondition yourself in a state of health where you believe that you are deserving of all good things. Don't just believe that you're meant to work your entire life, you know, or that you're defined by a word, you know, or even by a person sometimes. A lot of our spiritual growth, a lot of relationships are very, very a part of the spiritual and healing journey. They teach you so much. They teach you who you are and who you are not. You know, they teach you to grow in the most uncomfortable ways. And I've definitely learned to appreciate relationships a lot more because I hear people talk about, you know, not all relationships last forever, you know, or you can always move on to the next. But when you are literally connecting your soul to another person and you aren't conscious of it, it can have some very unconscious effects right through the motions of jealousy or lack or anger or lack of self-confidence but getting to that point where your state of being is always a top priority because you understand that no thing no person no amount of wealth can flow into your life otherwise unless you are checking in and you are at peace and enjoy with who you truly are that is the key honestly getting right with yourself healing yourself and knowing what you are intending for your life and your life's desires is the key and it's it's really beautiful once you start to 
implement that and just really go through it. Now, the ego death is probably the ugliest part. I had my spiritual awakening a few weeks ago. I thought I had it before when I was in like high school, but I don't think that was it. I was very woke and I'm doing air quotations when I say woke, right? Because I was very attached to the Black Lives Matter movement and the things that were going on between black people and the police. I was very, very attached to that. Anything that would happen, I would find myself balling up and just being in tears. I considered myself to be woke because I knew what was going on in the community. I knew what was happening in the world. I knew that some corporations and other entities were not the best to be involved with, you know, or they did not have the collective at interest. But my first spiritual awakening occurred probably about five weeks ago. I want to say maybe a little longer. But when it happened and I was consistently doing these grounding exercises and these breath works and reading a new earth and reading conversations with God the first book and meditation I just woke up one day and I became completely disidentified with my body it might have started as a tingle in my arms or my hands and then it moved throughout my legs and then I just felt this energy field around me right I could feel my life flowing throughout its entirety on such a large scale like I've never felt anything like that before and I started to experience these intense feelings of happiness and joy and I knew nothing outside of me could ever create such a feeling but just feeling that made me want to go out and implement that feeling in my life right and and just radiate it outside to other people I started to understand the quote as within, so without. I really experienced that because in that moment, my state of being determined everything I thought and felt towards my life situation. Like I knew at that point that I could do anything. I could be anything. I could have anything that I desired as long as I stayed connected to the divine. So yeah, that was my experience with the spiritual awakening. It might not seem like much, but even talking about it doesn't even do it justice. Like you just you got to be there. It's all in the state of being, right? So everything hasn't been peaches and roses since, but I'm definitely learning. I'm learning how to resist life a little less. I'm starting to think of life as something that is happening as a result of me and for me and not to me. I have power over the way that I react to the events in my life. I am able to attract things to myself from my state of being, from the energies that I am projecting. And it's also allowed me to relax a lot more and not feel like I have to force situations in my life because I don't want no more struggle. The force and the resistance is me promoting struggle and I no longer want to do that. I just want to be. It has also taught me a lot about solitude. I feel like I've loved solitude for most of my life, but mainly when I got in high school and I was forced to kind of go into solitude because I had moved away from all of my friends so I was like what now you know like I just got myself so I had to figure out what was up with that which was a very difficult time for me I don't think I even realized it at the time but looking back on it I definitely needed to heal in that moment instead of just kind of be recluse and kind of closed off because it wasn't just that I was in solitude 
happy being alone, but I was very closed off to people. I was very closed off to love. Solitude is important, but so is community. Like you have to learn to be of service to the collective. Of course, being in service to yourself first, but you're not meant to just keep it all to yourself. We're all one. We're all here together. So it is important that we heal each other, right? We give each other the room to heal and grow. That's also a part of that healing. That is where you get the most out of your practice and you can really dig deep into your traumas and your triggers, right? You may not ever know how you feel about something or if something's triggered you until you have a conversation or you notice a reaction in someone, you recognize it within yourself, it's really revealing and it causes you to just go in, go in. And what solitude does is it really allows you to revel in those healing moments. Since then, I found that I don't necessarily want to do as much as I did. I've decreased a lot of stress and worry, just being content with being here. I still have my desires. I still have the things that I am intending to do, but I'm affirming them, right? I know that they're coming to me. I know that the people that I desire and that are meant for my life are on their way to me. So what is there really to worry about? What is there really to stress about? Of course, we may have times where we doubt ourselves, but it's all a part of that becoming and unbecoming. Like you have to decide who you're going to be. And in every moment where you get back up, you're deciding. You're deciding who you are. Yeah, so the last thing that I want to say to make my point, I guess, is be mindful of your state of being. Be aware, be conscious within your everyday life. Be mindful of all of the activities that you are doing. So a lot of the times we feel like we don't have a lot of time to really sit down and meditate and go deep within ourselves. But we don't really have to, you know, sit down, right? We don't have to stop. You can take a moment in your car you can use going to the bathroom as a moment to really reflect. You can pay close attention to all of the things that you do in your life, right? If you're washing dishes, give washing dishes your full attention. If you're taking care of your kids, give your kids your full attention. If you're overwhelmed by family, so to speak, just give it your full attention because what we think is Stress and worry is really just us creating unnecessary doubts about the future and sometimes even about the past. But yeah, revel in it. Be aware. Be conscious. Just be. What you do next is inspired by that. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you and until next time. <laughs>